Welcome to Your Strata Property, the podcast for property owners looking for reliable, accurate, and bite-sized information from an experienced and authoritative source. To access previous episodes and useful strata tips, go to www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. And welcome to this week's podcast episode. I am your host, Amanda Farmer, and I am very excited this week to be bringing to you a guest that I have known for some time now and have been encouraging to be my guest on the podcast for a while. She is someone who devotes so much time and energy to serving those of us who live in strata, who work in this sector, making sure that we are receiving accurate, on-point, understandable guidance about apartment living and knowing that that is also my mission and what I do here on the podcast. Of course, how can I not be a fan of Nikki Jovakik? Nikki is the owner of Look Up Strata, Australia's top property blog dedicated to strata living. And so many of you I know will be subscribers to Nikki's website. She started from scratch and built the Lookup Strata information site launching in March 2013. And since then, Lookup Strata has grown into a nationally recognized source of interesting and reliable strata information. Nikki produces three Strata newsletters each week for almost 10,000 subscribers made up of lot owners, Strata managers, Strata industry professionals from around Australia. And I can tell you there will be a few organizations out there who have large databases, mailing lists of subscribers who they can send emails to, who consume their content each week. But at the end of the day, what it comes down to is the quality of your mailing list. Are these people, the people that need to be hearing your message, the people that you want to be reaching? And I can tell you that Nikki's 10,000 subscribers are absolutely the kind of people that you as a Strata service provider want to be talking to, want to be reaching, you as a lot owner, as a committee member, want to be part of. And you'll hear me mention that in the interview. Nikki's newsletters are packed with valuable content, including very popular Q&As, articles on hot topics, latest news and upcoming events. The Look Up Strata website has quickly grown to 50,000 unique visitors who read well over 100,000 pages of Strata information each month. As a growing family business, Nikki's daughter Liza joined the team at the beginning of 2020 to help Nikki realize her mission of providing detailed, practical, easy to understand Strata information to all Australians. Now, I chat to Nikki about how she got started, where the idea came from, what some of the most popular topics and articles are on the website, and what the future is for Lookup Strata. So, if you're already a subscriber to Nikki's website, this is a great behind the scenes look for you. And if you're not, then you want to head over to lookupstrata.com.au. Wherever you are in the country, there is helpful information there for you. But for now, let's head over to my chat with Nikki Jovakik. Nikki Jovakik, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Amanda, for having me. 
It has been a little while coming, Nikki. I think it was probably years ago now, maybe when I first started, that I reached out to you and said, Nikki, Nikki, please come on my show. Will you be my expert podcast guest? And I think you might have even said, yes, uh, I didn't get a hard no, but I did. Uh, we did go a little bit quiet on that. So I'm very, very excited to finally have you here. Yeah, and I do know that it's taken a little while. I don't tend to give hard no's, but I tend to <laughs> I tend to be a, uh, much happier promoting other people rather than promoting myself, I think. So that's probably where it's come from. Very interesting. We are going to get into that because we are going to talk about your website, Look Up Strata, which I have described in the intro as Australia's top property blog dedicated to strata living. But even though I haven't managed to get you on the podcast until now, we have met in person once or twice and we're regularly on email with each other. You have been a great supporter of my podcast and what I do, and I'm really pleased to share with our listeners here today. Today, all the good work that you've been doing with Look Up Strata. Your website is an incredibly helpful source of Strata news and information from around the country. What you publish, I find, I dip into it regularly. It is accurate. It is on point. You have some excellent contributors there who really know their stuff. And I know that many of our listeners are familiar with it. Those who come across my podcast and talk to me say, Amanda, do you know Nikki? Have you heard about Look Up Strata? And I say, please. Oh, please, of course. <laughs> Nikki, why did you start Look Up Strata and when did you start it? Tell us a little bit more about the website and the newsletter. The driving force behind it has always been a place to provide free and easy access information to people across Australia, uh, strata information. So the story started probably back in around about 2010. I was working up in the Northern Territory with the NT Health at the time and I was working at the local library pulling together subject guides for chronic disease. So things like scabies and tuberculosis. And my father, Alan Clare, purchased Tower Body Corporate at 2010 in southeast Queensland and he came up with the idea at that point of putting together a site for predominantly then Queensland lot owners uh, so they had a place to go where they could find information on strata and back then there really wasn't that much information around at all uh, it's changed quite dramatically now over the last 10 years but back then it was it was hard to find information uh, and so he'd mentioned to me a few times and I was up in the Northern Territory and busy and it wasn't until I moved down to WA in 2012 with my husband's work that I had the time to put aside and actually pull the site together and, and start to look at it um, as a viable thing. And initially back in 2012, I didn't have any experience with either pulling websites together or with much information about Strata at all. But um, so I started off then, launched in 2013. I think probably back then the site looked more like a, a subject guide for chronic disease, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, it's changed quite a bit since then and we're really happy with the direction that it's moved in. We've expanded it into not only lot owners but also strata managers and other people working in the strata industry use it quite regularly as a source of information and we've sort of expanded into a few different areas with our Q&As and the regular newsletters that we're putting out. 
Yes, you do have now, is it twice or have you moved up to three times a week you send out your e-news? Three times. Three times a week, so Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And yeah. honestly, we have so much content that I could like I could be doing two a day really, the amount of content that we've got and the amount of questions that we've got running through the site mm-hmm. and, uh, and articles. But we, we try and pick the best things out. I think that's why we get so much engagement with the newsletter. We really try and um, pick the best six articles. So we're only doing six articles in addition. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's always some really interesting stuff in there. Mm. And look, it's very interesting to hear about your background as a librarian, I suppose, and having <laughs> those research skills and that ability to pull and collate information. And you can really see that come through with the success of your website. I know that you have a very engaged audience. You have a very loyal audience. And at a time when you hear some commentators, some marketers talking about the end of email marketing, you really seem to be going from strength to strength, Nikki. Have you noticed over time, uh, you know, is your database building? Are you still getting that same engagement on email that you were getting? Or are you noticing any shift there in the way that people are consuming this kind of content? I would definitely say email is not dead. Like it's just, yeah, it's amazing. We send the newsletter out and as soon as it hits people's inboxes in the morning, it's just like bang. And it's almost as if they wait for it to come through, which I hope they do in some instances. But uh, but yeah, and just through the day, the newsletter days are definitely our biggest day uh, traffic-wise on the site. But it, I would definitely say it's it's a great way to get information out there to people. Even, uh, I mean, we, we're quite active on our social media channels, but we certainly get the biggest response back from newsletters. Yeah, look, I find that as well. I uh, have the podcast, obviously, and then I do my own email newsletters that go out quite regularly. And then I also do quite a bit of video these days and social media as well. And I agree with you, email is not dead. Uh, I think that the hard thing for modern businesses and marketers, content marketers these days, is you, you have to sort of be covering all bases because different people consume information in different ways. Definitely. I think that's right. And I think the thing is too with the newsletters is to make the the content that's in there really good. I think if the content that's in there is really good, you'll get the engagement. If you're putting um, things in there that people aren't that interested in or that you're not getting much of a response to, then then it will drop off because people will just know not to open them. But I think because we put such a huge amount of information and lots lots of time goes into developing those newsletters, it does take us a while to pull them together. We've got um, news that goes in from, you know, across the board. So uh, we put quite a bit of information in there, Amanda, that you put out as well, which we're really always happy to push out to our readers because it's great information that you produce. So thank you very much for that. Um, Anything that's been in the news recently, upcoming events, although that section's been a bit quiet of late, but usually (laughs) the the upcoming events, we've got quite a few things in there as well. We're um, letting people know about SCA events that are happening around Australia as well so that they can get, get along to those. So not only for lot owners, but also for strata managers as well. Now, you mentioned, Nikki, that your father, Alan Clare, is leading Tower Body Corporate in Queensland. Have you ever been involved in strata management or that business or do you have any hands-on experience of working in the sector? I don't have hands-on experience. I am a director of Tower Body Corporate, so I do am involved in the company from that level, but definitely not on a day-to-day level. I guess I've picked up information across the years because we've published so many articles and I'm reading them as I'm publishing them and making sure that the the answer and the questions in there and, and the information is in there and it's grammatically correct or 
best of my abilities anyway. So I, I guess I've picked up information across the years, but there's just, uh, I mean, it's so different because we're, we're covering every state in Australia as well, mm. legislation differences in every single state in Australia. So, yeah, but it's, uh, I guess that's where the knowledge has actually come from. And you don't have a deep desire to become a strata manager or a strata lawyer or don't? No. <laughs> <laughs> and no, that's all she's saying. The answer would definitely be no. We're quite happy to, you know, to push the information out and have other people write that information. Although I, it does mention in the bio that my daughter, uh, Liza, has just come on board uh, to help out as well with the business and she's looking at doing some training in that area but not so much to move into it, to work into it, just to support the, the information that we're putting out to people. Well, we're very grateful to have you in that role, Nikki. Thank you. Can you tell us what is the most common strata question that you receive on Look Up Strata? And if you can't narrow it down to one, maybe give me three. Okay. I would have to say for probably the last few years, the most common page or the most popular page that's visited on our site is the fact sheet on smoking. So we have so much traffic from people looking for information. Usually it's from the lot owner that isn't the smoker. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they're the people that are either asking or doing the searches yeah. and they're being affected by other people within the building smoking. So maybe one of the neighbours is smoking either on the balcony or within the lot and then it's affecting the smoke drift is actually affecting uh, their lot. So they're, they're not smokers but they're having to live with the smell of smoke in their lot. Mm. Um, possibly we've got residents that are smoking in common areas like stairwells and people are walking through those common areas and they can strongly smell smoke and they'd like to know what to do about it. Also, they might have a balcony and residents upstairs from their lot are smoking and then throwing down cigarette butts onto the balcony. So questions around those kind of issues come in quite a bit and we have quite a bit of traffic with people searching for how to deal with that. And, of course, the legislation there, again, differs in every state. Different states are handling that in different ways. Yeah, very interesting. I find something similar on my site. It really is owners who are looking for help about issues that impact their day-to-day lives. So when I get asked this question, I often say my gut feel is uh, repair and maintenance issues where that's not happening in a building. Owners and residents are really concerned to understand their rights when it comes to getting that work done. And I see the same thing when it comes to smoking and uh, impacts of short-term letting, of course are always very popular. We are recording this interview, Nikki, at around uh, the second week in May 2020. Uh, So there's a lot going on in the world at the moment and I'm interested to know what you've been hearing through Look Up Strata. What is the COVID-specific information that people are reading or the questions that they're asking? Have you noticed a shift in the nature of inquiries or, or the use of the site since the pandemic? Definitely. I would have to say we've had so much traffic coming through uh, from people trying to get their head around what's happening. I think the situation initially especially was changing just so quickly uh, that it was hard to keep on top of that. And I think there was lots of confusion out there from Mm. people. They didn't know what they had to do and what uh, restrictions they had to put up and how they had to comply with what was being put out there. Um, And as an example, we had an article that we put out quite early. I think it was put out around about the 24th of March and it was to do with the closure of pools, which I know has been a huge question. That article has had over 10,000 reads. So Mm. just the amount of traffic coming through for things like that. And uh, I think now... 
we're seeing a lot of a lot of searches and questions around people not being able to pay levies and mm-hmm. those questions and inquiries are coming in both from lot owners who can't pay their levies and they're wanting to know do we have to pay them like is there any way that we can have a discount or have the levies put on and then the other type of questions around that are coming in from the actual committees or strata managers and they're wondering how to manage the non-payment of levies and and how do they keep the building going and, and keep paying their service people. So that's been a huge um, topic that people have been looking for information on. Mm-hmm. But we have seen, I think, now that we've gotten through that initial more like a reaction to the information that's gone out. I think people are starting to realise as the lockdowns are starting to be eased off a little bit and there will be people moving around the building more and going about their normal day-to-day work and schooling and um, movement around in the world as Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the big wide world again. Mm -hmm. And so I think they're trying to find out how to cope with that and what the buildings will have to do to cope with that over the longer term. So whether it be the next few months or six months or 12 months, how do they handle people moving through the foyers and still comply with social distancing? How do they handle people getting to um, schools and works on time, especially in those really big buildings with lifts and restrictions on the amount of people in lifts? And I think there was an article the other day, and I think you shared it as well, Amanda, on LinkedIn, I noticed, about people taking half an hour to get through the doors into their building in a a big building in Sydney. So how do you see that? Like, what, what would you say to something like that? Yeah, well, um, that is something that when I posted about that on LinkedIn, having seen it online, and I did also see it in your newsletter, Nikki, the point that I was raising is that in New South Wales, at least, and this is where I think the the undertaking that you have there at Lookup Strata is massive and hats off to you because you have to cover these various jurisdictions. And we do have differing rules when it comes to public health orders and directions from government during this time as to what people who live in strata buildings, who manage strata buildings, should be doing. It's different in Queensland to what how it is in Victoria to how it is in New South Wales. And when you look at the public health orders in New South Wales, as at the time that we're recording this, they do not require the closure of lifts in private spaces. They refer to public places, they refer to members of the public entering and exiting public premises. Now, the lift in a residential strata scheme is no more a public place than the hallway in a freestanding home. So when I see, whether this was correct or not, uh, the way that it was published on, on Reddit, I think it was, by apparently a resident of that building, If those residents were lining up to use a lift under the direction that they could not, by law, enter the lift other than in household groups, then that is incorrect. That is, in my view, not the way the New South Wales public health orders apply. And it's quite a contrarian approach. I appreciate that at a time when people say, well, does it really matter? We just want to keep safe. We want everybody to be well and we don't want to expose ourselves as owners, corporations, as building managers to potential liability. And I accept and I understand all of that. But it is the role of lawyers, I believe, and I am a lawyer before I am a strata lawyer, to be clear about what the law is. If somebody asks me to tell them what the law is and if something is being touted as the law and that's not the case, then I'm going to step in and I'm going to correct that. 
So that's where, thanks for opening that can of worms, Nikki. <laughs> that's where I stand on lifts in Western Sydney apartment buildings. Okay. Um, but it is, yes, it is a confusing area. People aren't confused. And I, I put this information out there because they're coming to me with that confusion. And it's disappointing when we then have public regulators like the Office of Fair Trading that is putting out incorrect information that is then causing this confusion, which perhaps people like you and me are left to clean up. I think that's true. Like I said before, there is lots of confusion about what they have to do. And I think not only are buildings managed by strata managers, but there are a lot of buildings out there and a lot of our subscribers are self-managed buildings. And so they're trying to deal with this situation with really, uh, yeah, not much input from anywhere. So I think that's to be looked at too. Mm. But I think it's interesting that you're seeing that shift now when it comes to questions about this situation to perhaps the longer term view. What are the long term, more permanent structures, procedures, frameworks that we can put in place in our building to make sure our residents, our visitors, our contractors are protected. And I think that's great. I think that shows the intelligence of our schemes, of our committees, of those managing those buildings to be thinking that far ahead at a time when we have all calmed down a little bit perhaps and right or wrong, getting a little bit more relaxed, restrictions are lifting. I would say that's absolutely the right thing to be thinking about and asking questions about. So I'm happy to hear that. Mm, definitely. And we should be putting some information about that to help people over the next um, few weeks as well. Perfect. Now, Nikki, even though you are not a strata manager yourself or not necessarily uh, having been involved in the sector in a a professional capacity, I am sure that you have plenty of advice having collated all of this information as you do so well and read these articles from strata lawyers, from strata managers across the country. You would have advice, no doubt, for someone who has just bought their first apartment and is feeling a little bit lost when it comes to these legal complexities that they have just come up against, which they probably didn't even know existed. What would you say to that person if they were coming to you for help? Can I step back one step? Can we take it from someone who's actually looking to purchase an apartment? Because if we could actually get in touch with the people who are purchasing the apartments before they purchase them, I think that's great because what I would love to say to that person is please get a strata report done Mm. (laughs) on that building and the committee. Um, And I think it's just such an important point and get a strata report done from someone who actually knows exactly what to look for and will do quite a detailed report and just the amount of information that would be provided to you in that instance, I think, not only for uh, building defects as we've seen with what's been happening in some of the buildings in Sydney particularly, uh, but also what's happening within the committee itself too and it gives you a bit of a history of the building when you actually, if you do intend to buy and you tend to move in there, that report will tell you what's been happening. It gives you a history of how things have been happening up to that point. It gives you a bit of a head start as well. And if you did purchase the building and you've purchased recently and you've had a report done, read the report as well. I think a lot of people actually just tick that box when they get a report and it's like a due diligence. I've done that, but they don't actually read the report or possibly even have a quite a detailed discussion with the strata searcher after they've carried out the report. Mm. I think this, a lot of strata searchers will indicate what their red flags are when they do it, but you can actually ask them and have a conversation about what else might be in there that I need to keep an eye out on or that I need to be aware of. So I think that's really important. And also um, there's 
when you are going through the process of purchasing, you get given a whole heap of documents. Uh, how many people actually read those documents and have a look at them? So whether you're just in the process of purchasing or whether you've recently purchased or you've been in there for quite a while, have a look at the strata plan and it, it can answer a lot of questions for people and also all of the bylaws that they've got for their building. A lot of the questions that we get in are actually around strata plans and also bylaws so mm. if people can access those with the Q&As that we get in from people uh, sometimes we can't answer them because it's specific to that lot and the answers are found in that strata plan or in their bylaws so mm. uh, so that's a I think a really good point and um, I would also say to people if they're just in a building and they're still trying to find out how things work and how strata works um, subscribe to look up strata's newsletter that's got great information uh, on the Monday Wednesday and Friday subscribe Subscribe to your channel, Amanda. You've got great information out there. There's lots of access to free information and information that people can get their hands on. And, and I mean, if they're still stuck, they're quite welcome to send in a question to our site and we'll see what we can do to see if we can get a response back. Mm, and I do think there is a lot out there and I, I do think it doesn't take long for people to figure out what is the reliable and what is the accurate. And it is platforms like yours that have been around for 10 years. There is a reason for that because your information is helping people. So for people to be attuned to that is a good idea when there's often so much to choose from. I agree with you completely there, Nikki. The, the hard work, the important decision is done prior to the purchase, getting the right information, engaging the right people, whether that be a strata searcher or even your representative who's advising you on the purchase itself, whether that's a conveyancer, whether that is a lawyer, a property lawyer or a strata lawyer who does conveyancing and understands the unique nature of that purchase. I think sometimes purchases can be lulled into a false sense of security because they think, well, my conveyancer has looked at the contract or the strata searcher sent the report to my conveyancer and if there was a problem, they would have told me. Um, yes. Well, unless that conveyancer knows anything about strata law, they may not be able to pick up the fact that there's no money in the fund is probably not a good uh, sign. The fact that there are NCAP proceedings on foot, that there is a leaky roof, whatever it is that's come up in the report and some things just don't appear in these reports, it may not necessarily necessarily be brought to your attention by somebody who's not attuned to those issues in practice. So being aware of that, choosing the right person or going out and getting that additional guidance if you need it is definitely a very good idea. Nikki, what is on the horizon for Look Up Strata? Anything exciting that we can spill the beans on here on the podcast? <laughs> I think just um, probably more of what we've been doing, definitely uh, pushing up more information as much as possible. We are looking at getting into doing some video, which we haven't really uh, dabbled in much. I know you'd be happy with that, Amanda. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving Nikki a thumbs up on the video here. <laughs> uh, we've done a, a few uh, videos lately uh, with a few people and it's worked out really well and we've had really good responses from them. So I think we'll be looking at doing that um, yeah, a bit more. So that's probably the biggest news that we've got at the moment. Mm, great. Um, yeah, and apart from that, hopefully we can have you on, Amanda, so we can, yeah, return the favour and <laughs> you can come on to um, something that we put together. Yeah, I'd love to. I think that we uh, will see a lot more people doing more video. We're already seeing it now. I think the fact that we're at home, some people might be a little bit bored. They might have a bit more time on their hands wanting to connect. I'm seeing some faces pop up in my LinkedIn feed and in my Facebook feed that I wouldn't otherwise see. And really, when people ask me, I say the key to it is to keep it simple. You don't need to go crazy about lights and mics and screens and cameras necessarily when you're just starting out to keep it relevant 
content, of course, it's all about your content being engaging for who it is that you're trying to talk to and to keep it consistent. So if you decide that this is something that you're going to do, then to develop a plan, for example, we will do one video a week for the next month, we'll do four or five and we'll see how it goes. Unless you've made that commitment and made that promise perhaps to yourself and maybe to your followers, if you want to put it out there, this is what I'm going to be doing. It's very easy to get busy and to lose track and to realize, oh yes, I was going to do video, but that yes. was two months ago and I did one. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, true. And the more you do, the better you get and the easier it gets. That's for sure. <laughs> so I will look forward to seeing that, Nikki. Thank you. Let us know before we wrap up how our listeners can find out more about you, Nikki, and look up Strata and please do add anything else. Well, we can always be contacted on our website, which is www.lookupstrata.com.au. I'm always happy to receive emails. We do get quite a few emails in every week and every I'm day. Sure. Your <laughs> inbox would be terrifying. Your <laughs> inbox would give strata managers a run for their money, I'm sure. So we do try and get back to everybody that sends a, an inquiry or an email through personally. Sometimes they fall through the cracks a little bit because we just get um, yeah really busy times when things like this um, are happening with the COVID-19 and um, other spikes to do with building defects and that type of thing. It kind of blows us out of the water a little bit for a while. But, um, yeah, we do try to get back with back to everybody so please send me an email and that address it will be in the notes I'd imagine Amanda so yep for sure we'll put that in the show notes one of the things we do when we first put the site together we initially thought that we could have a site that would have a list of um, FAQs it's probably a bit naive where (laughs) anybody could jump in and just find an answer to a question that they had and I'm sure that you'll agree with me Amanda here that it just doesn't work that way in Strata it's just there's too many variables to do with um, the questions Mm. could be variables within the building or within the actual lot itself or Mm. uh, just different situations and so uh, what we found the easiest way to deal with that is to have people submit a question to us so they can submit a question in through the Q&A service that we have. And we had this amazing pool of people across Australia, strata professionals, and it's just uh, I'm so grateful to them. They're busy, busy, busy people and sometimes we get responses back at midnight and sometimes we get responses back very early in the morning and we, yeah, we do understand how busy they are but they put the time aside to actually give really valuable responses to these questions that we're receiving and uh, so what we do with those, we actually publish them to the site as Q&A articles and so they're published and then they're pushed out in the newsletter and we find that uh, lot owners have a great response to them and even strata managers and other people that are reading them because they're written by a lot owner we often get asked do we put the questions together and do we actually (laughs) formulate the questions but we don't have time to do that we don't need to do that we just get so many questions that come in all of the time so people can relate to the topics that are being discussed they've either come across a situation that's similar to that that's happened in their building or somebody else in their building has come across that situation or they can imagine it happening in a building and so that's why um, yeah they're really popular um, articles on the site. Mm. And I am sure that those professionals who are making themselves available to answer those questions for you are doing it because they recognize the value of your service, Nikki, and you put it out there and you put it out there for free and you are solving these serious problems for people in their own homes. And I understand that you're able to do that because you do have sponsors who you look after on your site. You let people know about their services. I don't want you to to hesitate to share that with our listeners. 
I know we have a lot of strata managers out there, uh, other service providers, lawyers who would be very interested in reaching your readers. I am well familiar with your readers. Uh, you and I have worked together on a couple of campaigns and I can tell you, Nikki's database is gold. They are very engaged. They are the right people. They are the people that you want to be talking to. So Nikki, if you want to let our listeners know how they might be able to work with you in that capacity, please go ahead. Oh, thanks so much, Amanda. We do. We have um, sponsorship on the site and we also have sponsorship of our newsletter. We are amazed because some of our earliest uh, supporters and sponsors are still with us. So we've had some sponsors for years, which yes. is fantastic to see. There's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really great. And we do try and um, promote the businesses that are helping us and supporting us as much as we possibly can. And we do have a, a very loyal readership and our lot owners are yeah, hopefully we're, we're always asking them to contact sponsors if they need to have a service or to engage a service in that area. Uh, so yeah, definitely get in touch with me if you're interested in doing that. We do have a really great database of people. I know lot owners are very hard to get in touch with if you're trying to actually get to people that are, you know, on committees and lot owners, it's really hard to sort of contact those people. And if we can sort of put some really valuable contacts towards them, and I'm sure that they'd be really happy to have a look at that. Indeed. Well, thank you so much, Nikki, for sharing the background, the workroom to look up Strata, letting us know how it all works. You are indeed very much valued by so many of us in this sector. And I have just been thrilled to finally have you here on the show. I'm already looking forward to our next chat. Excellent. Thank you so much, Amanda. It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Your Strata Property, the podcast which consistently delivers to property owners reliable and accurate information about their strata property. You can access all the information below this episode via the show notes at www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. You can also ask questions in the comments section, which Amanda will answer in her upcoming episodes. How can Amanda help you today? today?